They just don't make music like this anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tucker Bearden? I love this song. <laughs> I wish I could just play the whole thing. Oh, man. What is up, everybody? Oh, my goodness. Good afternoon, whatever time zone you're in. Good morning, good evening. What's up? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Joshua T. <laughs> my name is Joshua T. Berglund. I can say my name. Um, I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. I want to give a shout out to PSTV. Thank you guys so much for streaming this show. Um, I also want to give a shout out to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Thank you guys for the downloads, Google. And, uh, of course, iTunes. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. And Facebook, what's up? I love you guys. As you guys know by now, if you um, are not new to the show, we interact with the Facebook audience, even though, yes, it is a podcast and online radio and on streaming TV. I like the Facebook audience. Until, and until I have a, a live studio audience to do this show, I'm going to talk to Facebook. And I may even try to do that with a live studio audience. Hopefully someone invents that technology. Um, so good to see you guys. You guys can check out if you're listening on the radio podcast or the streaming television network, you can go to facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered and join the conversation. What's up, Jonathan Martinez? Uh, yeah, you guys are welcome, of course, to ask questions of the guests, make comments, all appreciated. Your shares are appreciated. I think most of the Facebook land and really a good portion of the audience listening right now is a big fan of our guests. I'm a big fan. I've been watching from afar for a little over a year now. And I've had a lot of people reach out like, hey, you gotta get Chantel on your show. You gotta get Chantel on your show. Well, a year later, Chantel's on the show. So I'm really, really excited about this. I'm gonna read you her bio really, really quick. This is for the radio audience. Of course, Facebook can see what this is gonna say. But Chantel, as a child, was very aware of her spiritual connection and could recognize that many people in the world had no awareness of their direct connection to the divine spirit and how it caused fear and limitations in their lives. As a child seeker and an empath, she spent most of her time in the inner world pondering life's purpose and the mechanics of creation. Knowing that there was much more to life than what we were told by the schools and religious teachings, she kept her philosophies to herself, remaining in the spiritual closet until 2013. She awakened to her life mission to serve in the evolution of humanity uh, during this great shift in human con consciousness. She facilitates transformational healing and spiritual empowerment through merging spirituality, science, bringing forth empowering wisdom in her book, as well as her transformational work with her clients. She is a published author, spiritual guide, and board-certified consulting hypnotherapist. Golly, you think with all this reading practice I've been doing, I'd be able to spit that out. Look, I'm excited about this because... I don't know exactly what I'm going to ask, but I have a feeling of the direction that we're going to get to go. And as you guys know of my belief system, and but I also really am tapping into uh, some other things. And like I'm, I'm really trying to learn and really understand this world that we we live in. I mean, we've been told by religion for a long time how to think and how to be. And frankly, 
I'm sick and tired of religion. I have my relationship with Jesus that I love and I won't trade for anything. Um, but there's so much more out there than that than what that we've been told. And that's my belief. I am, you know, religion has divided us. Um, it, it's We've fought wars for centuries over it. And there's something not right. Um, but I do know that, um, you know, there is a way, an awakening going on amongst people. And I'm really, really, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm one of those people that have more questions than I do answers. I do know what brings me peace. I know what brings me joy. I do know that we all have a purpose and God gave us all gifts and we get to use them for other people. That's what I know. Um, I know that repentance is a real thing. It's a very powerful thing. Uh, I know forgiveness is a powerful thing. I know that using your gifts for other people is in, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell. Um, so I know all these things. I know them to be true because I've seen it, but I don't have any other answers. Um, I love talking to people like Chantel because they seem a little bit more enlightened than I am. And, um, you know, I, I like to have these conversations. So, guys, bring in the questions. Um, your comments and shares, of course, are welcome. Let's get the show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chantel Renee Corbett to the show. What's up? Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm happy to see you. This has been a long time in the making. So I'm really, really stoked that you're here and could not be more grateful. But uh, first things first, Chantel, uh, what are you grateful for the, this afternoon? Um, well, I'm grateful well, I'm for, grateful my, for family, my family, my health. Um, I'm blessed in so many ways. So I'm just, I'm always grateful <laughs> for I everything. You live by the gratitude monitor pretty much every day of your life, right? Yeah, I, I really live my life with, um, I start my day with gratitude and I constantly focus on what I do have and what I don't have. And it works amazingly. <laughs> You know what? That's I. I'm. I love that you said that. That I heard uh, T.D. Jake say that one time. I was at the hearing him promote his book Soar, and he talked about focusing on the things that we do have and not what we don't. And it absolutely well created the show. Right. I mean, this show was created because of his words. Because I was butthurt that my TV show fell through and blah blah blah. Poor me, poor me. I don't have any money for a producer. I don't have any money for this and that. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, I have a phone with Wi-Fi and was able to create something that I'm so blessed to have seen grown. So I love that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. How's your grandma, by the way? Um, she's she's on her last few days, but she's and she's feeling good while she's still here. Thank you for asking. Uh, well, I just want you to know that my prayers and really quick, I want to give a shout out to Aaron and Jeanette and Robert, Jonathan, Tucker, Kimberly. Thank you guys so much for watching. Appreciate your support. So, Chantel, I want to get into the, 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 the I, I want you to explain your theology um, it, or your, 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 and not your theology, because I guess that's calling it religion, but I want you to explain what you mean by being able to connect directly to the divine. Would you explain what that means for the audience in case they don't know? Um, sure. Well, I feel that every single one of us have the same connection, but some of us have, um, we were born into fear. And so our connection gets a little distorted, you know? Right. Um, but ultimately I, I strongly feel that we're here to evolve our souls and strengthen our light through the process. Um, I believe that we are all one. Um, and the illusion of separation is just the gift that we're given to explore, you know, relationships and contrasts and, polarity and duality. 
Um, and I believe that love, the frequency of our heart, is what allows us to ascend into higher states of consciousness. How many levels of consciousness do you believe there are? Uh, I have no idea. It's infinite. Yeah. I'm, um, you know, I find it, so I, it's really, really interesting. And one of the struggles that I have, I, and I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to personalize this a little bit so we can talk about it. Cause I, I'm trying to, there's so much that I'm trying to understand. There's, there's so many people that, you know, that subscribe to the belief that they are source. Like they are the ones that create everything. And there's other people that believe that you do it through God. And, and then, and then of course with religion, there's the, like with Christians, there's the Holy spirit, Jesus and God, the Trinity. How is, how is what your beliefs are? How does that, how is that different than say the Christian belief? Um, I just feel that we are, we are one with God and God is one with us and there's no separation. Um, Mm -hmm. And that God lives through us and experiences through us and thus energy expands through um, it just experience of all things, good, bad, and everything in between. So I really, I just resonate with that we're all one, one spirit, and that as we strengthen our own intuition and our own connection, we begin to remember because we've just fallen asleep. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've come to, I, I've battled with that being able to correct when people tell me that I'm source or, you know, that I'm, I, that is, you know, it's always been uncomfortable for me, but yet at the same time, I, all I, when I'm going into the deeper meanings of what it says in the Bible and I listen, I started listening to ministers and you hear them talk about creating your reality. Mm-hmm. Like if we have that power, they're, they're saying the same thing. They're agreeing with you in what you're suggesting. And, and I find that to be really, really interesting because we've been told that that's not how it works for so long, or at least that's what religion has told us. Right. And I like, I, I know there's witnesses that know that Jesus, you know, died on the cross and there's people that know that were witnesses that he was resurrected, that he showed up. But there is a, a belief that it's very, very possible that Jesus came here to show us what was possible. In other words, if we live this pure life, we live with forgiveness. We live in a state of being surrender, of being giving, of using our gifts for others. I think he was showing us the blueprint of how to be able to connect to God. Like, I don't know if that is a, like, I don't know if what I just said is blasphemous, but every time I pick up the Bible to read or I listen to a preacher talk, I hear him saying that without saying it. But that, that is so confusing to me. Well, I think it's natural. I mean, we all should question that, but maybe the resistance is also the fact that when we realize that we are in direct connection, that it causes us to be have to take full responsibility for ourselves, mm-hmm. and like you know, own everything about who we are and do that inner work. But you know, I think to each its own, and all paths really truly lead to the light. So, yeah, that that and that's something else that's hard to argue. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I again, I talk about it was a Muslim woman that took me in when I was homeless. Right. She was the most devout person. Like I learned more about prayer from her than I have anyone. Yet my religion, I'm, which I don't subscribe to my own religion, but you know, my religion is telling that Muslims are going to hell. I have a really hard time with that, knowing how pure some of their thoughts are. Right. Like I've always really, really struggled with that. So it's just like, there's all this conflicting information. Um, no, hold on. April wants to know what is the ultimate source for your beliefs? 
my um i'm just my knowing my connection like since i was a child i've always had a very direct i would talk to god just like i'm talking to you right and and then i wasn't raised with religion at all as a child my parents were really young and i moved a lot like probably over 30 times and so my whole inner world was about seeking communion with god and whatever and jesus i mean jesus absolutely a direct impact on my life so don't get i am definitely i believe in jesus christ absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, but I do what I believe is that Jesus gave us the blueprint, like you said, and it's up to us to ascend ourselves. And yeah, there's no at all. Right. So um, I don't really have I'm just I feel like we're the word spiritual spirituality is a human having a physical experience in a human body, physicality of a human body. So it's just a temporary experience, and it's such a gift that most of us completely disregard because we're we're so pulled outside of ourselves our societies our religions our politics we forget what's actually really what life's about and it's simply experiencing so do you like do you have an issue with you know because you play in the spiritual realms do you mm -hmm. have an issue with uh with evil spirits at all um no because i don't feel them i don't live in fear and fear is what feeds them so I can just go to my faith and I can expand my energy. Wow. So when did this, when did the decision, like what was it that happened? Because you knew that as a child that you had this gift. Well, yeah, I would see adults around me. Like I grew up in the South where there was a lot of racism. And as a child, I specifically seen when people were saying the N word, which I absolutely hate that word, yeah. but I don't want to, it would just, I felt a pain in my body. Like that is so ignorant. Because we're all, you know, we're all human beings. So I just never looked through the lens of separation. I was just, I came in that way. Um, sure, you can judge people based off of how, you know, it's hard not to judge somebody based off an action. But I really noticed that when I was at that age. And it was when I went to church with a friend. And I was really excited to go to church because I church was my inner world, you know. And I'd never really been to church. So I was really excited. I got my little Bible and I went. And when I walked in, the preacher was the resonance of his voice. He was not speaking anointed words. I felt fear when I left. I went home and cried because wow. basically I felt what happened was that church, not all churches, this is just my experience. I mean, there's beautiful churches, don't get me wrong. But I felt fear coming in between my direct connection. And I was like that. I don't believe in a judgmental God. I don't believe in a hateful God. I don't believe that. Why would God do that? <laughs> right. That's all man-made carnal mind stuff. You know, sure. so I really just kind of stepped away from religion and continued to go on my journey of, you know, just living in my heart space and just trusting that God had my was on my side. God, the universe source. I mean, how can you really put a name on all that is? So that's us yes. trying to put it in a box. It's boxless. You can't put it in a box. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, I and I and I understand that. And it's you know, it's so hard. I think for a lot of us that grew up, like I grew up Southern Baptist and, you know, mm -hmm. it's very, very re restrictive and controlled in which, you know, of course I'm the kind of person that if I even see a cage, I start running the other way. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Or I don't like rules. But what I've noticed is that the more I clear out and I follow the teachings that I follow of Jesus, for instance, because I'm a, I am a follower. I follow Christ. Like that is mm -hmm. who I, that is who I go to, to learn. That is who I pray to. And and I rely on the spirit to be able to kind of guide me in the decisions I make. 
even the really crazy ones that don't make any sense. I do because I trust that. I trust that inside me to tell me the truth. I don't need society to tell me. I honestly don't need a preacher to tell me. And, and there's even things in the Bible that I kind of scratch my head at sometimes. And I just talk to God and I go, what is this? Explain mm -hmm. this to me. Because all I know from my experience of religion and, and in following a certain belief system is that it caused me to hate myself for most of my life. Right. Exactly. Like, I, you know, hated the fact that, and I could go through the, the laundry list of things, but now I'm able to look at it and go, no, damn it. That's, I love me this way. Like, I love who I am. I love, and even though it's kind of a contradiction most of the time, like, I, I'm, I'm happy with who I am because I trust in my spirit that I'm doing the right thing. And that may go against what some people say that share my beliefs. Mm -hmm. And, but I, and I, we really are, and it's yet at the same time when people start researching and they go online and they start looking into spirituality or Christ consciousness or any of these other things, you get all of this misleading information and yeah. it's so hard to know what to believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's really tough for people. So like when those, when people are trying to find that inner peace and that self-love, because I think self-love may be one of the most difficult things on the planet to achieve yeah. is loving mm -hmm. yourself. But so much of that comes and they're, they're really, really searching for something to grab onto to give them hope. Like, what do you say to those people? Like, how do they find that? Or what do they go to? How do they, how do they just take the first step? Well, meditation is, I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but the, the truly the journey is within. And it wasn't until about maybe five years ago, I went into a space where I really was, you know, I was very much immersed in my society and doing all kinds of stuff with all kinds of people around my family, friends and neighbors. And I moved away and it was about three years of solitude. I mean, I still have like kids and running a household, but I really chose to not be around people that I didn't want to be around because at that time I went in silence and silence speaks extremely loud. If you're open and comfortable with sitting in silence, so I always recommend meditation at first and then pray and ask your angels to give you, um, you know, counsel, guidance and love for what you're seeking. But ultimately, we know the truth by the way we feel. And so I write about that in my book because a contracted state of being is when like I'm just going to show you a picture. So it's like I show my clients this, too. But so if you if you can see this. Love is expanded. Fear is contracted. Right. Right. And there's science to back this up. So our hearts are our electromagnetic field. And when we're living in a contracted state of fear, judgment, jealousy, self-hate, you know, envy and all that, we're living out of the flow, if you will. Right. And first, I guess I, I totally believe in energy. So energy is everything. Well, yeah. So I, I believe in the laws of energy. And somebody asked a question in a minute. I'd like to um, respond to that in a second. But Ultimately, we want to address what state of being you are. What are your what are you thinking about daily? What are you replaying in your mind? Like we're and that we borrow belief systems. And we just unconsciously adapt them as our own and then we run on autopilot. So we're not really consciously directing our thoughts at that point. It just happens to us. It's fine. We fall asleep at the wheel. And then what I suggest to people is to let's get clear of where you're at right now and then start right now and refocus. Yeah, I'm I'm looking because you know I what I appreciate about the audience that listens to this show, it's people from all faiths. 
And mm -hmm. oh yes, definitely. Everyone is is welcome here, and this is where we get to clash in in beliefs and like look. And this is where I'm very very honest. Like I believe what I believe. I can also tell you that if I subscribe to everything that's been beaten in my head about my religion, mm -hmm. uh, then I'm blocking a lot of, of I'm not I'm shaming myself. I'm telling myself I'm bad or I'm wrong or I'm this or I'm that. And what happens is then all of a sudden I have an abundance block. Then all of a sudden I have blocks where I'm not I'm not thriving, I'm resisting, I'm self-hating, I'm inviting mm -hmm. more attacks because I'm sitting there wrestling with these things that have like, it's just part of who I am. Right. Like I, there's, 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 there's things about me that, you know, like on paper are, don't even make a lot of sense. But the truth is that when I'm just get to this place of allowing and I'm a, and in a place of, I accept me for me. Like I may, I may not always say the right thing or do the right thing or, or think the right thing, but I do love me. And I do appreciate the fact that, yeah, I have some weird quirks. I have some like weird little mannerisms that, you know, don't really support my belief system sometimes. And, and I, and it's tough, but at the same time, when I start self shaming myself, I'm wrong, or I'm telling myself I'm this or that and not loving myself, everything around me goes wrong. So that's, that's the thing that I battle with. And I probably didn't even make that. It didn't make much sense right there, but when I'm trying to follow what the religion of my beliefs say, it's some things go a little chaotic, especially when it comes to self-judgment. Mm -hmm. And I really have a hard time with that. But when I open myself up to all possibilities and I'm at peace and I love myself for the way I am, even if it's not that pretty that day, you know what? Things just go a lot better in my world. I don't know what that is and I don't know if that even contradicts my beliefs, but there's something wrong with the way we've been told to, to believe about our, our religions. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna read this. Josh, you're supposed to be hidden in the Christ, so it's conviction, not condemnation. We have to be able to recognize when we are wrong. I recognize when I'm wrong all the time. I'm wrong when <laughs> I'm wrong. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> so, wow, Chantel, yeah, there, Nick Harris is actually the one that told me I should have you on the show so much. Um, oh, I love Nick. So I like I I really because we're born the way we are and like I truly believe that we when we are when we are being created all even all of the tragedies all the childhood trauma like I really really believe that that's what we signed up for mm -hmm. I know that may sound insane but I really believe that we signed up for that before we were born and I know that may not make a lot of sense to some people but. How else would it be that the greatest traumas of our life get to be the biggest blessings? How is that possible? Well, I don't know everything, but this is just my personal perspective on that. Is in the heavenly realms, we, we're, we're really living in perfection. And so we descend into density so we can experience this resistant experience. But I also feel that we are um, working towards mastering our animal minds our carnal yeah. brain, our reptilian brain, and integrating our divine mind into ourselves. And this is the work. This is the journey that, you know, I believe Jesus taught us to do. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to be gentle with yourself. You know, we're not, we're in, we're in a physical body on planet earth. It's kind of crazy here. 
But when you learn to go within and you get that connection strong, because I'm all about you having that your own intuition, because that truly is our liberation. When you can talk to yourself, to God directly, it comes in so clear and you feel peace and you, you, those little resistances that come up, you can look at them, you can bless them and they go and they don't stay in our field. Like that picture I showed you, Right. you can let them go, you know, as a lesson, everything is teaching us something about ourselves on the journey of self-discovery, everything. What do you know about dancing with your shadow? Um, I don't know if I've danced with it, but I definitely have seen it, <laughs> you know, like I work with it. What do you, yeah, okay. so what do you explain, explain that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm look, searching for. Explain how, because so for me, this is what happens. So I'll go off like when I'm not walking with God the way that I should, and I kind of go off and I get distracted and all of a sudden, then I start playing more in my reptilian brain and I start doing all of the things that I want to do and, you know, all the crazy stuff that I could get into. Um, and I go down that path and then all of a sudden I hit the wall and all hell breaks loose and like, oh, crap, I can't be like that anymore. I need to change. And then I swing the other pendulum over this way. Mm -hmm. And then I'm over there and I'm trying to achieve some type of perfection or some type of enlightenment or I'm just trying to be too perfect. Right. And then what happens is I do something that kind of gets in the way of that, where really we're supposed to be somewhere in the middle. And right. what I'm learning is you're you're supposed to coexist with your shadow, not run from it. Because we want to embrace everything. Excuse yeah, me. We, we want to embrace everything about ourselves because the moment we decide something's bad, all we do is amplify it more for us to learn from it. So how do we? That the question is how do you how do you coexist with your shadow? without letting your shadow eat you. Well, that's self-mastery, my friend, and that's the work. <laughs> it's moment by moment, choice by choice, thought by thought, emotion by emotion. Nobody else can do it for us. We just got to choose moment by moment. Hold on. This is a question for you. In case you missed the question, Chantel, do you believe in the end you will be judged by God? You mentioned uh, judgment. Yeah. Okay. So what I feel with that is there is an energy law, the law of karma, which most people know about. And what that is, is we, until we master certain experiences. So for example, if we're constantly hurting other people, we're going to continue to repeat that cycle until we can move beyond it. So God's judgment to me is the cycle of karmatic resistance. But the beautiful thing is when we learn to let it go, we rise in frequency. I mean, I'm just saying it's really, that's God's judgment. If there is one, in my opinion. See, and it's hard not like evidence supports that because I feel like God grows through us. So, you know, it's such a beautiful gift, even if it takes us a hundred lives. I do past life regressions, and it's so amazing to see somebody who lives in the dark ages and have healing from that moment, then and then it's gone. I literally will see the shadow leave, mm -hmm. and they, they, they're like freed of it because they first of all, we have to acknowledge it, we have to truly see it, own it, and embrace it, and then we got to be grateful for it for that lesson, then we can transcend it. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yes, I do. See, I, I'm noticing the patterns in my life now. So what you're talking about, about repeating it, mm -hmm. I'm getting all of the chances again that I had eight years ago, 16 years ago, and even 24 years ago. Right. Well, actually even when I, it all started when, yeah, everything that I'm doing right now in my life I had in front of me eight years ago and 16 years ago, but I shot myself in the foot. Mm -hmm. I 
I sabotaged my success because I was worried or my opportunities because I was worried about what people would say about me or the judgment or people would go, oh, it, you know, I'm not going to go into it on this episode. But the point is, I would always sabotage. Now I'm not. And I'm seeing everything come back that was there before. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting that chance. Like I'm getting another chance to do it all over again. It's amazing how that works. Mm -hmm. um, Nicole wants to know if, do you believe that in the end you will be judged to heaven or hell? Well, that goes to my point. Look, I, yeah. look I, I will take on any questions. I love everybody's perspectives because I can learn from everybody. I'm still a student myself. Sure. But um, ultimately, I think we create our own heaven or hell in every moment we live on earth. Our energy field is our heaven or our hell. Our thoughts create our emotions, and everything is an energy amplification of how we feel. We can feel like hell one day, and then we can feel like, like you said, you go from extreme. So the idea is to find balance in between them and be okay with it and love it and just be the observer. When you step into being the observer, you don't get attached to things. Yeah. Then you start to master it. And then when you start to master it, you'd be like, wow, this is so much easier than beating myself up because I had this. Remember, Joshua, you have an animal brain. We all do. We have these carnal urges and desires, but the idea is to master them. Meat on stick. Yeah. But we're integrating. We're trying. We're making human beings are at this point and, you know, human the evolution of human consciousness right now. People are waking up left and right and people are seeing as they do this work, they step into the flow of least the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And that comes from non-judgment, forgiveness, all the things Jesus taught us. But we have to embody it. We have to do it. I, I just think there is a balance of both because, you know, the you the Bible has ignored science or preachers or religion yeah. has tried to ignore science, but you can't ignore science. And I'm not saying science is always right. No, but there's universal laws that we get to pay attention to because they come into existence out of nothing. And I believe that God created those laws. I mean, the universe is the most beautiful math equation that there is. Yeah. But those laws and those powers that are available to us, you know, like God gave us all those gifts to use. And, and that's a blessing. And why wouldn't he want us to be able to utilize them? Why would he give us the gift of empathy or the gift of vision or the gift of prophecy? Like, why would we have those things if we right. weren't to use them? And there's people that have those gifts that believe in Jesus or not. Like, that's that's the thing that I, I keep scratching my head at. It's not a Holy Spirit gift. We all have been given gifts, mm -hmm. whether you believe in the Holy Spirit or not. Oh, I totally agree. Hold on. You, man, you're getting hammered with questions here. Have you ever heard of Stephen Bakaraz? I would love for you to watch some of his videos and get your feedback on what he shares on his journey. Um, okay. So yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, we do repeat until we get it right, but I don't believe in past lives. That is one life. A lot of people believe in the place of consciousness, heaven and hell, but that contradicts Christianity. But here's the thing. I follow Jesus and I'm telling you that Christianity itself, if, like, if you look at the history of what it is and what it came from, like it's not exactly the way it's been forced down our throats. No, like have you okay? So much. So I heard some read something about the Bible. Okay, so um, there was a lot of powerful books removed from the Bible to keep Maybe. us enslaved and keep us in limited consciousness to rule and power over people. We've so we also should talk about the ages of man and why we're waking up right now at this very special cosmic moment, and that comes down to cosmology, and we're ascending into a new age, which is golden age, which a lot of us know about that. 
And Jesus talks about it in the Bible. So when you read the Bible, what I what I really invite your listeners who are devout Christians is when you go to read the Bible, place your hand on your heart for a good three minutes and just quiet your mind and you just pray, please, please give me the sight to see what is truth. And you are going to you will most likely read the Bible with new eyes. So just maybe explore that. I it's actually it's funny. I do something very, very similar. And it's amazing with the Bible, the truths the Bible unlocks. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I think you, you can just surface read it. I think it's something that you read and it truly starts to unlock. And the meanings in the, exactly. the Bible start to unlock themselves where you start to get that truth for yourself. That's why it's called a relation, a personal relationship with Jesus. Yes. That's why it's called that. It's written, the Bible's written in code. It's not, right. it's not literal. The Gospel of Thomas is a really important book to read too. When I didn't actually ever read that until recently, and it, I mean, I was in tears because I had resistance because I understand the devil dresses the angel of light. I went through all this. I've questioned myself to my core of is this right to bring this to people? Who am I to do this, right? Who am I to bring this wisdom to the masses? But I kept checking in on myself and making sure that I was authentic and making sure that this was the truth. And I actually asked Jesus, I said, is this okay? Is this right? I don't want to mislead people. Right. And what I heard directly, and I even question, you know, I know my feeling when he's around, is what they seek in me is already within thee. And my whole purpose was always about empowering us back to our own power. God, yeah. Jesus even said, ye are gods. I mean, we just have to question our belief systems and sure. open up to new things. You know, because if you have a belief system, you're not going to be able to expand in any other direction. Um, Nicole wants to know, do you believe in more, in more, do you believe in more than one truth? Well, I feel that, um, truth is love. Love is the ultimate truth. Hmm. Um, and I believe that love encompasses all darkness, even everything we would perceive as evil and dark. It's all encompassing. It's pure light and energy. It's just incredible and magnificent and magical, and nobody really knows the answer. So how about that? <laughs> I Yeah, and I, I think that that is why I think it's one of the, the beauty is, is that we get to so, talk to God directly, and we get to get yeah. those answers for ourselves. Because otherwise, I, we're just borrowing somebody else's belief and then adopting it as our own, and then we're living our lives that way. Exactly. 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 Because you can line up. 20 different pastors and listen to their to them preach the same sermon and the way they're going to do it is going to be different. It's going to be from their own experience. They're going to share oh, the, they can read you the same book of the Bible and they're going to, and with the way that they share it and the way they teach it is going to be something completely different than what the other people are. It's just the way it is. Right. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to answer reply to about the, my religion is my, my faith is really that love is everything and we are one mm -hmm. in nature. And when we really, when we can really, okay, this is the, I wanted to read this out of my book that yeah, this is one of my favorite quotes Go, from the Bible. Show me your book. Show huh? me your book. Um, I'm not trying to promote it. Cause if you don't oh, have any money, email me and I will email it to you for free. Um, but that's my book. Um, and this was just profound for me to go through to write this because I never thought in many years I could barely spell. <laughs> so this book really just came through me. Um, so if your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Matthew 6.22. And so to me, when I read that, um, when I was... One more time. Oh, I'm sorry. I closed it. 
Now, um, what if you you read that again? I, I, I didn't, I missed it. Okay, so this is the, and I talk about, uh, well, that's, you can't read it. I'll just read it. Um, <laughs> Please do. Please do. If your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. Matthew um, 622. If, if your, your eye, eye be single, if your eye be single, meaning one mm -hmm. with all, your body shall be full of light. And again, I'm gonna show you this. Did I move it too quick? Fear no, keeps no, you separate from the light. That's what I so I forgot if it was April um, or Darian that talked about the third eye. Why would God give you the third eye if you weren't supposed to use it? Why would he give you anything? Why, like the pineal gland, why wouldn't you want to take care of it? Mm -hmm. Like, why is that, like, Jesus, why? He didn't create anything. Question everything. Well, like, how, I, that's the part that I don't understand. Like, you, uh, I don't, again, I don't know if it was April or who, I think it's Darian. Um, and you're talking about debunk. Here, here we go. Those so-called missing books have been debunked. That's how do you how can you say that? Just explore it. I don't listen. Can I read this too, and then I'll stop reading from it? Just explains it so quickly for me and easy if I just read this about seeking truth. Okay, seeking truth is the key to discovering life's greatest mysteries. However, we must not cling on too tightly to any truth, as there will always be more truth awaiting discovery. So if we stay limited and stay stuck, you keep what keep what you want, of course. But if it doesn't resonate, why do you have to keep it? Who's telling I, you to I, keep it? So a lot of people's misery comes from other people's belief systems. Right. And again, like bashing the whole third eye, that that's insane to me because God talks of Jesus talks about it. And I mean, you just read a Bible verse that was talking about the third eye. Like God, why would God give you any of that if you weren't supposed to use it? Yeah. I mean, use it intelligently, use it for good. Yeah. But that's, like, well, when you look through the when you look through the lens of oneness, you have no desire to hurt anybody because you you're in a state of understanding that we are all one with each other. And when I hurt you, I hurt me. Exactly. And when I love you, you love me, and that's really the path of least resistance, in my opinion. I agree. And understanding too, like a, one of the most powerful things I've ever learned in my life is that we are mirrors for each other. Yes, definitely. Oh God! In in every conversation I have now, I'm going, oh man. <laughs> Like, what is this teaching me right now? Like every time I'm like, I don't like this person or or I, I want to run away. What is it? What is right. it about that's causing this to come up? And it's really changed my perspective on things. And, you know, we're all here to teach each other. We're here to learn from each other. We're here to grow together. And more importantly, as you said, we're here to love each other. And that is the path to a really beautiful life, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I don't know. I, this is why I'm saying my eye has been like my eyes have, are awakening to stuff. And it's not like I'm going off into some, you know, Witchy my, world. My, I know. I yeah, get it. My, yeah. I don't know even what, how to describe it. The fact, but the fact is that my faith is stronger than it's ever been. And, and, and yet at the same time, I'm opening myself up to the other teachings of Jesus that I think have a deeper understanding than what people want to make of it. Again, he spoke in parables for a reason. Well, when you speak in parables, that means there's a hidden meaning. And you get right. to see what that meaning is, and you get to talk to God or talk to Jesus about what those meanings are for you and how mm -hmm. you get to apply them to your life. That's not yeah. blasphemous. That's having a relationship with Jesus. Right. So, sorry. I, 
I, I'm, no, I agree. I'm, there, there's some people, the questions are amazing right now. <laughs> I agree. So why is God telling me it's wrong? It's a cult period. We have to answer only for ourselves. I don't, yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> well, I also, I ultimately believe that we have to take full ownership of the energy we give as much as we receive. And it's only, we're the only ones that can do that. Yeah. I don't even know if we're supposed to spending time trying to push our, the agenda and saying, this is what God's trying to oh, say. Oh yeah. Trust me. I, I don't knock on doors. Like I do not knock on doors. If, if it resonates, they come to you. And I, that's, I've always been uncomfortable with that forceful thing. Cause that's what happened to me. Right. It, it, it's, it's, that's, that to me is, is, is scary because that's when we're getting in to why we're having wars right now. People, the, the religion and, you know, the, yeah. whatever, like it, it is just, we're still having religious wars and why? And so when we start telling people how to believe or what we feel the Bible's trying to say, I believe we get into some really dangerous territory, especially when it comes to judgment. I just had a I just had a thought. Okay, so do you remember the picture when I was a little girl? I seen this picture. Do you remember Jesus's picture, the one where he has like his heart's glowing and yes, he's got his yeah. hands like this? Well, to me, I didn't have this in my awareness when I was a child, but as I wrote this book, I thought he was showing us the way is through the heart frequency. Mm-hmm. You know, and it gives me chills right now because the message is always hidden in code if you just have the eyes and you're open to receive it that way. And it's hard when you've been in churches. I work with people all the time. And, you know, it's hard for people who awaken and their churches reject them. And that's the opposite of what Jesus taught us. So I have a hard time with that. But the I more you just. You know, there's there's people out there that. Um, look, I mean, I this is this has been my biggest issue um, really recently is that. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people that have borderline personality disorder and getting their backstories and, and learning about some of the things that they've gone through and go through and some of the things that are ir- irreversible, like the, they can't fix it. And so some of the things that they struggle with and battle with, it it's because it, it really what it comes down to also is the fact that they feel like they're wrong or they're bad and because this is what society has told them. Yet they see the world differently. And because of that, because of that restriction, because of those blocks, it causes them to self-hate and then they can never thrive. Mm-hmm. And the greatest superpower, I believe, for people with borderline personality disorder, let's say, is their ability to empathically feel and love. Like their capacity to love is so powerful for other people, but unless they get to a place of loving themselves, they have mm-hmm. no shot in that becoming a superpower. And that goes with anyone, with anything, whether you have a mental health issue or not. Like mm-hmm. you can't tap into your powers that you've been given, that you've been blessed to have until you start to really love yourself. And that means accepting yourself. So if you're self-hatred because you, you, know, you love somebody of the same sex or you love somebody of a different religion or whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're self-hating for, that's blocking your abundance. That's blocking your ability and your capacity to love other people and use your gifts that God gave you to bless other people. Oh, 100%. You're not supposed to hate yourself. Like, no. God made you the way that you are. So If you hate yourself, it's almost like you're saying God is not perfect because exactly. God makes no mistakes. And that, and Creation that, is perfect. And that goes back to like the trauma, the trauma that people go through as kids. Like yeah. that stuff, 
I, it's I hard. Really, it's hard to understand why would God do this to us, right? You know that why? That's the question. It's because we grow through it. It we we get to know what it's all shades of love, like painful love, um, uh, like um, fearful love, desperate love, like the whole shades of experience of love we get to experience through those traumas and things like that. And it only all that does is strengthen our light. And when we strengthen our light, we're in communion with spirit. I can't, I cannot express to you enough how grateful I am for all of the shit that happened to me. Mm -hmm. To myself. And like, I'm able to use every ounce of it for good now. That is, and it's fed my gift. The one Mm -hmm. that I, I again, the gift that I was blessed to get, not, I didn't do anything. It's not like I'm special. It's just that every I look at it, and now like every the source the every piece of joy that I have in my life I can tie it back to a hardship I went through. Right. Not happiness, joy, joy, it's the a reflection. joy down in your freaking gut, like mm-hmm. you can feel it in your toes, and it's like popping out of your eyeballs. That kind of joy. That's yeah. all happened. Like it's all been the after effect of some kind of trauma. So like. Of course, God wants us to love us for lo- love ourselves for who we are, and also it allows us to have empathy and compassion for other people by going mm-hmm. through those experiences. That's why we get to talk about it, right? From oh, our wounds. Oh, sorry. Dare, go ahead. So hold on, I want to put this up here. Debunk means there's no proof it happened, Josh. You've already been. <laughs> I've already been through the new age, and I've awakened past that. I don't care what another believes. I'm just going along with something that is I know is wrong for me. How do you okay? Cool. You're you're saying something's debunked. Like who debunked it? Like the, those other teachings of the Bible. Did the Catholic Church debunk it, or did the YouTube video debunk it? Screw the Catholic Church. I'm sorry, Catholics, but screw them. Like, okay. like we just want to love every. We want to love everybody exactly where they're at because that's exactly where they're at in their consciousness and then they're on their path and it's beautiful and perfect in their own way. So I mean, ultimately, you know. I think that everybody has a purpose here. Yeah, everyone does. And I take, I, look, I'm sorry, Catholic. Church. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> but listen, I mean, seriously, take, let's, let's cash in some of those, uh, those gold chips and like feed the homeless with it or something. God bless. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I get riled up. Right. And like, and also the other thing too is like the Bible has been changed 800 million times. And, and like those hidden books, you can't say they're debunked. I'm sorry. There's no proof that they're debunked. You just want to trust with what you feel. It's, it's, it's what I goes back to. We all have the connection and the more we turn inward for the answers, the more we'll get the truth and we'll know the truth by a way we feel. If we feel fearful, it's not the truth. If we feel loving and expanded, it's our truth. Do you know how I know God's talking to me? I get sick in my stomach. Like if there's something you forth. Yeah. If there's something off, I feel it in my stomach like you wouldn't believe. Like I, it, it immediately when it's like no, don't go this way. I get sick. I want to vomit. If mm-hmm. I, if I'm going the right path, I feel like I can feel it tingle. I almost get emotional. Like that's how I know that God's talking to me. And so, and that I think that everyone has their own way of communicating. But the one thing I know for sure to really hear God clearly is you do get to remove some things in your life. Like if you're drinking a lot of alcohol and things like that, that's going to affect your ability to hear God. It just is. Um, You know, drugs and things like that. I could never understand why I couldn't connect to God. And 
a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was doing a lot of drugs or I was drinking a lot or whatever mm -hmm. else. Yeah. You know, but that, that will block your ability. Eating a lot of meat, like the mm -hmm. more vegetables and plants that we eat, the more of a, a, a plant-based diet that we eat, the easier it is to connect it to God. I don't know why that is, but it is. Like I, I've noticed that. It's, it's had a well, profound difference in all of it. Okay, I want to share this with you because absolutely. And it goes back to strengthening our light, like you just said. You know, eating the meat, you know, and you can eat meat, whatever, but that does, it slows our system, our vibration, our drugs and alcohol. If we abuse anything, it slows our vibration. And this can be measured scientifically. Um, where in the Bible? Uh, yes. Oh, hold on a second. Let me just finish this and then, yeah. Nicole, go, I'll get back to you. Okay, so no, there. We can't see all of them. Okay, the um the the power of our thoughts and our intentions and how they affect our our water our material body. So there's a doctor named Dr. Emoto, and I love to share this to everybody because they share it to everybody, their children. It, we, I'm working on trying to get this in schools. These little pictures I'm showing you, but um so he did this study on water, basic on the attention um of putting. Can you see that? It's not very good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's before that's water before prayer. And that's water after prayer. So you see the alchemy that takes place. Mm -hmm. Harmonized and dissonance. And then that's one. Thank you. So gratitude right there. You see gratitude. And yes. you see fear. Yes. So I love that because this is the science coming in. And so many people are, they need to have, they need to have proof for them to be able to expand. And so I just love that. It's so powerful. And also the study of cymatics can help you have a lot of breakthroughs if you have limiting thoughts about energy being so powerful and you actually being in power of your reality. So that's what I love about that. So prayer is science. Prayer is an alchemist creating and transforming what they're putting into their body. And gratitude is, this, I feel, the, super, the, the most powerful one. So. And you can pray all day long and unless you take action, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You got to walk the talk. You got to embody. You have to embody it. Like those daily affirmations and those declarations that you're making, unless if you take action, none of that stuff is happening. No, exactly. You have to truly feel it, embody it, and move into it. Uh, Darian, Darian, you make me laugh. Alcohol is horrible for sure. Many people who are new age believe in doing DMT, shrooms, etc., to reach God. Um, first of all, I'm a big believer in mushrooms because it heals the brain. And if you have PS, PTSD, mushrooms are proven to help heal the brain. And again, why would God give us something mm -hmm. like mushrooms, like cannabis, if he didn't intend for us to use it? Because it has powerful healing power. Everything with, with um, balance and respect to what we're doing. Uh, I've done that with water and ice. Yeah, it totally works. There you go, Darian. Now you're on the same wavelength as us. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you, Darian. <laughs> so, you want to answer your? You want to answer that question, Chantel? Oh yes, let me find it. Um, oh, I want to go. It it's Matthew six twenty two, I believe. I'm terrible at memorizing verses. Yeah, you should. And also, like, there's some really. If you just Google, uh, what does God say about the third eye, or Jesus say about the third eye? Yeah. You can find some other passages because I know it's um, it's in other passages other than Matthew too. Yeah, and, and they're all yeah. So research it, but basically the one I have in my book is uh, Matthew six twenty two, King James. Yeah, that's the tough version of the Bible to read too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So 
where did, so how is this i'm gonna kill you don't say that that's not very christian of you to say darian he's just i think playing around now it's fine <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i want to like how is this journey that you've been on is it like where where do you want to go with this because you have the book you know you're there's a lot of people that are that come to you for guidance um you're helping a lot of people but what is the ultimate goal for you like what do you, what is it that you're wanting to accomplish well honestly this is all new for me as far as you know stepping out and sharing and, and teaching about this because i've had my own resistance and insecurity about bringing it into the masses because i know the energy resistance i would receive you know, like, I don't understand why people want to be famous because they're not ready unless they're really strong within to deal with that stuff coming back at them. So I, I had to tread lightly with that. Ultimately, I'm out of my own. It's not about me. So as soon as I put myself out of the equation, my vision became clear. And it's really about um, bringing these basic, simple understandings of human nature into the children because children already know it. Um, also, juvenile detention centers wild transformation can take place by assisting them and expanding and helping them remember their own power. Um, prison systems, obviously we need to make some big shifts with that because that's nothing but big contracted portals of dark, dense energy. That's a whole nother show. Um, and so, I, so I'm stepping at, my fear is public speaking, to be honest, <laughs> but I'm moving out of it and I'm actually going on tour starting in February. It's called the energy enlightenment tour. And we're going to small towns who, who are dealing with feeling like they're going crazy, their families think they're nuts, they're being disowned from their family because their families just don't get it. So we're there to support them and um, anchor some love through some meditation and give them tools and techniques to be the best version of themselves. So ultimately, I'm just kind of moving in that direction. I love it, I love it. So what did, tell me about your morning routine. What do you do in the morning? Well, I get my kids, my kid, get my kids off to school and then I do my emails and I just actually opened my own private practice, which I was really stuck. I had a, developed a product line before I, we flooded in Louisiana about two years ago, lost everything. So I was really called to walk everything in our book, my book. It's our book. It's our book is what it is, not my book. But and so through that, I got to walk everything I wrote and I feel confident about it, you know, so I'm speaking from true experience and through devastation and everything. Um, what was that? Where, where was I going with that? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my morning routine, my morning yeah. routine. So I just recently opened a private practice, a hypnotherapy private practice, which I love because I had a hard time taking money for what I do. Mm. But I had a product line I developed for the beauty industry. It was a self uh, tanning collection that I just got into a big distributor. I was going to be making great money and we flooded. So God said, nope, get it out of here. And so I moved into this path of just opening a practice. And I love it so much because you get to see people remember that they're perfect as they are and just like release the pain and just step into the present moment because we're only here for so long, just a short little jaunt and the the pool of eternity and so that's what i do is i am now i'm working with people every day love it i um I've, i'm sure darian's gonna have a comment about hypnotherapy too um that's i'm waiting hypno look hypnosis has a woo-woo thing to it all it is is a guided meditation right into your 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 deeper mind your, your divine mind the one that's limitless boundless that knows the love of everything i can tell you right now i the the hypnotist that i've been to 
It's, it, this is not stage hypnosis here. I don't do that. I don't have that personality, okay? Maybe Josh, you might be really good. <laughs> her shrooms are kicking in. I think we lost her. Um, well, listen, I'm, I'm a big fan, and I know this was kind of like all over the place, but frankly, when I have these conversations with people like yourself, and you really probably are the most qualified for me to have the conversation with, it, it takes my mind on a, a big jumbled mess because, you know, I have my old self, my new self, and then my higher self all fighting with each other for, like, what's the truth? And really, I think the truth lies inside all of us. Like, mm -hmm. I think we just know. And that's why it's a personal relationship. You know, whatever mm -hmm. your walk is, it's a personal, um, it, it, it is personal. And yes, look, it, it, we can share our faith with people. We can share our beliefs with people, sure. But I think when we start rubbing things in people's faces yeah. and like shoving it in there, I don't think it gives us the results that we want. You know, and I really, really think that it's something that we get to talk to God about. And, and, and that's how we grow and that's how we know. And when you know, you know, it's, it allows you to step into your power because you mm -hmm. just know. And there's a peace about that. And I think it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So exactly. I'm a big fan. Thank you for you uh, coming on the air. If you in the comments would do me a favor and plug how to buy, um, you know, buy your book, I would love for people to check it out. And I'm very, very grateful for you uh, coming on the show. I'm very, very grateful for you. Thank you for inviting me. I truly appreciate it. And um, you can get my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's called Aligning with the Divine. And if you don't have the money for it, please reach out. I'll send it to you in email. It's not a big deal. I'm happy to do it. Um, Nick Harris, you rule, man. Thank you. And of course, take take what resonates and leave the rest. That's the purpose of all spiritual teachings. So I really am passionate about helping people to connect to their own source with them because we all have it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Chantel. You have a wonderful Thank day. A great holiday. Yeah, you too. Bye, everyone. Bye. Chantel, everybody. Oh, hold on. I've got to go through these comments. And this is why it's fun, uh, radio audience, podcast audience, and of course, PSTV, to join facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered because we have some really fun questions. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Uh, Darian, thank you for your contribution. Haran, thank you for watching, my friend. Uh, Nick, thank you for plugging her book for her. That's super cool of you. Uh, let's see. The truth is what you believe. And, yeah, I don't believe any of it. So what? My ass drinks. <laughs> yeah, you do, Darian. Um, you know, look, I, I this is a show. This is a faith-based show. This is like the shock jock faith-based show. And... I am a follower of Jesus, I, but I also am not going to come in your house and judge you for what you believe, and I'm not going to force my beliefs down your throat. I will never, I can never deny my experience with the Holy Spirit that I had in jail. I can't. I can't. Because when I would start yelling at God about why he won't fix me and why he can't change me and why he wouldn't do this and that, he answered me, and he told me I had to forgive my father. And when I asked, how in the hell am I supposed to do that? He said, because it happened to him too. That conversation with God and then the experience I had with the Holy Spirit, I will never be able to deny. To deny and I won't deny it. But I, you know, I, I'm also not going to judge people for believing in the divine or being able to connect directly to God. Because, like... 
if we're able to do that, what's wrong with that? Like, why is that bad? Why is it being able, like not yourself, your source, but being able to go directly to God and, and, and allow for guidance and that connection to spirit or Holy Spirit? I don't know. Are they different? Like, how do we know they're not the same thing? How do we know? You know, I mean, is it just a different name? I don't know. You know, it, it, it's just like, I don't know if it matters if you know. I just, I have my faith and I believe and I know that every since that I accepted Jesus, my whole life changed. Everything changed. It didn't mean I was perfect because I still drop an F-bomb, you know, or I still get pissed off or I still look and I see a girl's, you know, like I'm still a guy. You know, and, and, and I'm, I'm far from perfect, but I do know that I have a lot of peace when I go to Jesus and I'm like, all right, man, I'm, have, I'm, I'm struggling here. And like, what, what lesson are you trying to teach me right now? What can I learn from this experience? When I go and ask for forgiveness and I go, like, I just know that things come together for me with that practice. But I'm also not an idiot and I believe in the universal laws because I know that when I'm using them, they sure seem to work out. And I know that when I'm not judging myself, look, I, I want to, like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to rant here a little bit and I'm going to lose half the freaking audience when I start talking about this, but whatever. The fact is this, you know, with borderline personality disorder, there comes a lot of disassociation, which means not knowing what's real. That's hard. That's hard on anyone that's trying to walk on the right path. Also, the triggers, the taunts, the, 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 um, it's the, the very schizophrenia-like qualities that borderline personality disorder brings, it, it makes for very interesting conversations. Like, I battled my sexuality for thir over 30 years, not knowing if I was bisexual or, or straight nor just like a, a sex monster. I didn't know. But that's what the freaking trauma does. That's what borderline personality disorder does when you don't know what's real or when you allow that dark passenger to take over. It's almost, and I've, I've talked about this so much on the show, I'm sorry, but you basically, it's like being outside of your body. It's like watching like your body go and wreak havoc and you're just sitting in the back of yourself watching, going, oh, you know, like, oh my God, what's going on? Why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Why am I saying that? It's, it happens, and so it, it, there's all of these mind tricks, and so there's things that we'll do, there's actions that we take when we make mistakes or we're allowing the passenger to take over or we listen to the wrong voice. That happens, and there's a lot of self-hatred that comes with that. There's a lot of shame that comes with it. There's a lot of hurt that comes with it. Then there comes the hurting of other people, and it sucks, you know, and then so you get into this judgment place where you're you're shaming yourself and that is no way to live that's not the way god wanted any of us to live it's only when i just accept myself for whatever reality is present like one of the things that i love teaching people to do what like i love teaching people how just to love themselves in the moment like i quit fighting with what is i quit trying to put labels i quit trying to say that i have borderline personality disorder because you know what I have borderline personality empowerment. I have borderline personality powerful. I don't know, whatever you want to freaking call it. To me, it's a superpower because I get to use it for good.
and it's been a blessing. And yeah, I've got to take precautions and there's things I have to do to protect myself and protect the people I love. But the fact is, I love me for once in my life. I'm 39 years old and I finally love myself and like whatever comes up for me in the moment, like whatever is, is present for me, I just accept. Like I just accept it. It's, that's how I feel. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge that my mind is telling me to do something stupid. Then I kind of laugh at it now. Like I'm learning to dance with the shadows, so to speak. Instead of running from the shadow, I just dance with it and go, here's the light bulb. Put it right on it. That's why I talked about suicide. That's why I talked about sexuality. That's why I talked about disease. That's why I talk about mental health issues. I talk about things in real time as they come up because that's the way I acknowledge that it exists, but I'm not giving power to it. By running from it, I'm giving it power. I don't want to go swim in it. I don't want to go dance in my shadow. I don't want to dance inside my shadow or allow my shadow to eat me. But you know what? I'm going to let it exist with me from now on. Because that allows me at least to know it's there. And I'm not naive to believe that it's gone. I was naive for several years thinking that I killed my shadow. But the fact is it came back and almost tried to destroy and derail everything. You can't swing one way too far to the right or too far to the left. You know, life is just here centered in the middle where you are. You know, and whatever you like, if you're having a down day, it's okay. If you're pissed off today, it's okay. If you're angry today, if you don't like your spouse today, it's okay. Just acknowledge it and move on and make the best out of whatever you can. Um, you said you can't have power over something you fear. You're right. I love you. Thank you. Uh, I love it then. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. Like, you, all of you, all of you are perfect the way that God made you. You know, like if you're somebody that has an amputated arm or an amputated leg, or you have a disease, or you have a mental health issue, you're perfect the way God made you. And you get to use everything that you think holds you back. You get to use that to propel you forward. Every single one of you. And I know it can be hard, man. Like, fudge. How many times, like, I want to quit? I have every reason in the world to give up. Every reason. I've been ashamed of my family. I've been ashamed of myself. I've hurt people I've loved. I don't know what's real half the time. I mean, genuinely. Like, you know, my the thoughts that come to me sometimes, the things that consume me, you know, it's tough. You know, and thank God that I've built a support system and I have an amazing tribe of people that only came through speaking my truth because I felt so alone. I was so alone. Thanks, Haran. Thank you so much. When I wasn't living in truth, I felt so alone and so isolated because I told myself that hiding and living, like living in the shadows, was the safest place for me to be. But the truth is, happiness and joy is in the light. And that means acknowledging and using the shit that has held you back, the, the, the crap that you, you have a hard time looking yourself in the mirror about. When you own that and step into that truth and use it, you, you, you get to find out that you are worthy of love and you get to find out that it's really not as bad as you think it is because it just allows you to help more people. Like that's available for you. And that's the truth. You know, I, 
I'm so fortunate that I was given a second chance at LA. You know, I, I, the first time I was here, I partied my life away. I partied away to my career, partied away everything, and I lost everything. And for five years, I've been scrapping and relying on miracles just to get by every single month. And, 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 and it hasn't been easy. And, it, and, and, and the rejection, because I put myself out there, because it's what I felt led to do, the rejection or being told, that, yeah, we can't associate with you because of your story, that hurt. But the truth is, it's also the thing that's brought me the most joy, and it's actually what's provided me to have the best opportunities. And now that I'm back in LA, the, the second go around, five years later, my dreams are coming true because I stayed on the path and I kept believing and trusting that God will use all of that stuff that held me back for good. All that stuff that I self-sabotage, all that stuff that I told myself that I wasn't worthy of love for. And now finally owning the fact that I know that I'm worthy of love. It's, it's allowed me to love more and, and it's allowed me to really enact my superpowers. And, and, and you all have the same thing available for you. And so I want to help you guys work through that. You know, that's why I've opened my phone line up to anyone that has borderline personality disorder um, or that is choosing to, or choosing to love somebody that has borderline personality disorder. And, you know, other mental health issues, they do matter to me. I do. I mean, I, I get understand schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And I get it because borderline personality disorder is very similar. But I really want to keep people from hurting. Like, I really genuinely, with everything in me, the only way that I can make right some of the things that I've done is to try to help future generations or future relationships from hurting and going through the same thing. Because there is an opportunity to, to really, really, really grow. And, and there's an opportunity available for, for those that feel, you know, they have borderline personality disorder, that feel unworthy of love. Guess what? You're worthy of love. There's certain precautions and there's boundaries that get to be created. And, and there's a lot of honesty and truth that you get to face and discuss with your partner, the person that you're dating, the person that you're married to, you get to have those conversations and the person that you're marrying or the person you're in relationship with also gets to take the time to learn how to protect themselves against you or me. Because, and there is a way, there's a healthy way of doing it because look, every relationship is hard. Every one of them has challenges. Every one of them throws curveballs. But there is a way to coexist in a way to thrive together but it starts with a very open, honest, brutal, brutally honest, authentic communication. And, and so where those boundaries can be set so those, those of us that have borderline personality disorder don't run over you and then keep doing it. No, the boundary's been set. You know how to protect yourself. And that way you can have a thriving relationship because it's not as difficult. Yeah, if you don't do these things, I promise you, you you'll regret it. But that's what I, my mission is to work with, you know, the people that love us and, and those that have it to try to teach you how to make it a superpower because it can be, and you can thrive and you can live a normal existence and you can make your dreams come true. I thought for the longest time that I didn't belong anywhere. I, I, there was times that I swear to God that I was like, please take me to a mental institution and lock me up because I don't fit into this world. I don't belong here. 
Pete Davidson just wrote an article talking about he doesn't feel worthy to live. I understand that. Because some of the hurt that we cause, we've caused people is, is, is almost unforgivable. And it's hard not to say, to hate yourself. It's hard to believe that you're worthy of making your dreams come true. But the fact is you are worthy and you are worthy of love, but communication and doing th things a certain type of way are the only way for you to thrive. And that's what I'm here to do um, is to help with that. And so I genuinely mean it with all my heart, no hidden agenda, nothing. Like my, my, you send me a message. If you have borderline personality disorder or you love somebody or you care about somebody or you're thinking about dating someone or you have dated with somebody with borderline personality disorder, please reach out. Like I, I really want to work with you and um, you know, I want to help because I want everyone to thrive and I want us to start having honest conversations about what this stuff looks like so people can stop self-hating and um, start stop self-judging and, and, and being so hard on themselves because you're worthy of love each and every one of you all right i love you thank you for your comments thank you for all the feedback um thanks robert i appreciate you my man and my last name doesn't have a d on it <laughs> i love you man thank you nicole uh thank you so much for your support i love you darian thank you april love you uh stella thank you namaste i uh, appreciate you stella robert darian who else is here haran thank you um yeah thank you guys so much for you know, sharing and just your support of the show, you know, you guys make it fun. I love you. Good night.